listening to heal with sarah livia welcome beautiful this is the podcast where you will learn from world-class guides and experts about all the different healing modalities and self-actualization tools out there to inspire you on your healing and growth journey whatever that looks like i'm your host sarah olivia embodiment pleasure and self-love coach and a somatic healing guide I am so honored to have you listening. Buckle up, bring an open heart and an open mind, and let's jump in. Hello, hello, happy belated Valentine's Day. Thank you for tuning in. I have such a special episode that I have saved for months for celebrating Valentine's Day, for celebrating love. It's a really different episode for you. It's super personal. I am sharing the story, the beautiful love story of my friends, Gabby and Gabor. Gabby and Gabor are a married couple who I got to know when we were all living together in London. They now live in Canada. I obviously live in Germany, but we're still like best of friends. Gabby and Gabor are not only married, She is a fine dining Michelin trained chef who used to literally be the sous chef for Queen Elizabeth II. And Gabor is a world-class sommelier with like a decade plus of experience. So they're married, she does the food, he does the wine, could it be more perfect? And they run a business together creating stunning fine dining events where they now live in Canada. That is the only sad part of the story that they are not doing this closer to where I live. Their love story is so special to me and I'm so happy to share it with you. They've been together for like a decade now but way back when, over a decade, way back when they when they were first getting together, there were so many things for them to overcome, not least that they were just so crushy on each other that they could barely talk, but they also had a language barrier and a cultural barrier, and eventually they had to be long distance for nine months without seeing each other because of visa separation. It's so beautiful just hearing how they love each other, how deeply they have committed to their union and to their partnership. And we go into some really beautiful, you know, much more personal uh, parts of that story, which I'm so honored to share with you. And I know that there are so many of their clients and friends and fans who are going to love hearing a little bit more about their backstory so thank you to Gabby and Gabor for letting me hold space for this and letting me share this with the world if you're not yet connected with them I highly recommend connecting with them because even if you don't live near them and you can't enjoy one of their absolutely delicious events the food that they post (laughs) online is just so so delicious. I'm salivating over it all the time. So I highly recommend uh, heading over there. They are just the most wonderful people. I love them so much. And I, yeah, I can't wait to share this with you. So without further ado, can't even speak. I'm so excited. Without further ado, please enjoy the love story of Gourmet Gab, of Gabby and Gabor. Yay, welcome. Hello. hello 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 we have gabby and gabor and i'm going to have to be really intentional about calling you gabby and gabor because i call gabby gabs because she's one of my yeah. best friends and gabby calls calls gabor gab so if i call them gabs and gab no one's gonna have an idea <laughs> Good plan, good plan. Yes. What we're talking about. So if it feels a bit weird, Gabby, for me to call you Gabby, 
this has to deal. Thank, okay. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm always up for chatting with you, but you know, in, in this uh, specific theme, I'm even more excited. Yeah, it's not usually recorded, our conversations. So... <laughs> But, uh, well, actually, no, we don't really have to say much at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, God, that's a whole different, that's a whole different topic. (laughs) Where where am I finding you guys today? So we are in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. So I don't know if we're your furthest uh, interviewees, but we're certainly from Canada right now. Possibly. I mean, North America, I've had a couple, but possibly the furthest away. Possibly the furthest away. Representing Canada. Are you guys uh, prepping at the moment for any particular event that we can salivate over before I jump in? Uh, Yeah, so actually this weekend's pretty exciting for events for us. I just finished uh, writing um, a spice trail menu, so Mm. kind of... uh, an experience along the Silk Roads, or that they call them the Maritime Silk Roads. So spice trade and that journey. Um, so I've got, uh, he just selected his menu um, of the two menus I created, and it's gonna have an Afghan dish, an Iranian dish, a Chinese dish and a Japanese dish all on the same menu. So that's gonna be really Exciting. fun. Yeah. Um, and then the day after that is a very extra interactive event um foreshadowing we work in events um (laughs) and uh it's going to be a bachelorette party but her best friend is planning it for her and it's um a murder mystery party that has a tapas style cuisine kind of going throughout in these different (coughs) rooms of the airbnb they've rented and um the theme of this particular murder mystery is the great gatsby so i've done a nod to that on every dish and they all have fun names like drive you insane and daisy's favorite and care mr caraway so it's very dramatic and very fun so anyway and we're also prepping for a big wine tasting coming up the next yes week the so. week after yeah gosh yes. there's always so much going on i was like it doesn't really i don't know if i can actually cope with always knowing all the delicious things that you're doing because you live so far away that i can just never <laughs> I can never experience them. <laughs> I'm like your biggest fan. Just drool on the screen. <laughs> Essentially, it's like what I spend half of my time doing, just drooling on a screen. So I feel like you guys are so much the perfect pairing. And that's kind of a big part of why I wanted to talk to you, outside of just having so much admiration and love for the business that you've created. I mean, not only do your names match, but Gabby is a chef. Gabor is a sommelier and it's just it's just too gorgeous it's too perfect but also there have been challenges it's not just like you grew up around the corner from each other um and I would just love to share some of your love story if that's okay with you guys if you are open to sharing that so like take us all the way back all the way back to London you want me to lead on this one Gabby? yeah I think uh Gabrielle always had better uh memories I guess well, uh, she's it's remembering just, better with the dates and stuff. It's more romantic I'm just when more I say romantic. it. Let's just put it up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, who knew? It, it's kind of funny that I met someone who's also named Gab because I kind of grew up finding, uh, being so annoyed when people would call me Gabriel instead of Gabrielle. And I'd be like, oh, that's so annoying. I'm, an, I'm annoyed that there's <laughs> another version of my name that people are mispronouncing. And then I end up marrying um, a Hungarian version of that name. So Gabor. <laughs> and um, so it was all meant to be uh, yeah. probably a joke from the universe. But it's kind of funny. Um, it works for not only our business being called Gourmet Events, but it also makes it really funny for our friends, as you mentioned, that they, they have to choose how to call each of us. Yeah, and actually, we just did a party last week and uh, our server waitress, her name is uh, Gabriela from Mexico. <laughs> like... Like so let, let me introduce ourselves. So my name is Gab, Gabor, Gabrielle, and Gabrielle. And they oh, were like just God. laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't plan it. Again, she was just a wonderful find. But yeah. yes, back to the romance. So completely unexpected. I'm well, I'm I made the decision to move to London, England, um, to kind of follow my career in um challenging myself with Michelin cuisine, which didn't exist at the time in Canada. Now it does. Um, so that was kind of the reason that I decided to move over, but I actually was very, 
Bev knows this part, so it's okay for me to say. But I was actually excited to move to London and be single. I was like, this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> and lo and behold, I think that's the way that life goes is those are the moments where you meet people when you're like the most mm. open and also with like the least amount of expectation, I feel anyway. And um, so I ended up working at this wonderful hotel called the Kona Hotel in London's Mayfair. And uh, it was the perfect style because it was a boutique five-star hotel, had a wonderful team. Both Gab and I <clears> still have yeah. friends to this day um, from there. One of the best, uh, best team probably. Probably ever, yeah. yeah. And I had a mega, mega crush on Gab. So I first went there um, working as an agency chef, which is kind of uh, a really interesting role where they put you anywhere across the city um that they need chefs to either fill in um or in between hiring um and I was placed at the Kona Hotel Mayfair and I was working in the banqueting kitchen and I was so thrilled to be there even though all I was doing was like picking lettuce and julienning carrots and doing kind of mundane tasks so I was doing that by myself one evening and I swear to god I felt Gabor enter the room before I looked up and that is very creepy, I realize, but it is totally romantic and also true. <laughs> um, I, I could, yeah, it was like, I could sense. You, fe you felt his presence. Yeah, yes. well, energy, right? Like, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, completely. So, um, yeah, and, and but so I, was I, watching, I was watching her too. She had a really? cute, cute chef hat on and uh, it was very cute. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. Aww. Yeah, I had the classic Ratatouille tall chef hat at the point. Oh my god. <laughs> That's extra oh, points wait. for Gabor still thinking I'm cute. How how old were you? I was tw uh, 22. 22. Yeah, I think so. I was like 24, I guess. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and I looked up and I was like, oh my go goodness, that is the best looking guy I've ever seen. I was like, uh, so I think I may not have even said hello. I think I just smiled and you said good afternoon or something like that. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh. And like, I put my head into my lettuce at that point. and was just like, okay, as soon as I go home to my roommates, I'm going to blab all about this experience and be like, I saw this real hottie at, at my attempt job. Anyway, <laughs> I did. And um, then I, I came back the next day because I think I had three different ships there and all the other shifts, I didn't see him. So I was like, maybe he was temp as well. Like maybe that was just like a moment. Maybe that was my imagination. I mean, I was alone in the room, like who knows? Anyway, um, but I couldn't stop thinking about him regardless. And I also was really heart set on them calling me back there because everywhere else they placed me across London was maybe exciting because I was seeing different areas, but wasn't at that level. And that's yeah. the reason I moved over the ocean. So yeah. Um, I was like, please hire me back. And they did. They ended up hiring me back the following week. And I was so excited to be there. Again, never bumped into Gap, but it is a big enough hotel. It's, that it's quite big, yeah. He could have been from any department. Yes. Who knows? Yeah. And I, I didn't know his name. I didn't know where he was from. So I didn't really have many leads. So I um, put all my eggs in one basket and was like, they better find a way to hire me. And lo and behold, they stopped me in the middle of the hallway one day. And they were like, do you want to work here full time? We're going to buy you off the agency. And I was like, yes, <laughs> but they said, you still need to go through the process and have a couple interviews and, you know, HR business. So I went for my interview and it, I think it went pretty well, but I didn't hear back for a couple of weeks. So I ended up working different places. Mm -hmm. <laughs> traumatic I remember like walking by the hotel later on being like I didn't get a call back it's never happening I'm never gonna like I was just so you know 22 anyway <laughs> just before I I was going to give up they gave me a call and said you're hired you can start on this date you're going to be uh, I think it was like uh demi chef or call me chef very low down in the totem pole of chefing call me chef of vegetable section mm. and you start this date and who did i see the day that i started well mr gabor boto <coughs> um and i proceed to have a crush on him very awkwardly for about two months of working there you um, where i would just say hi how are you and run away 
was less. I think it was less than two months, like a okay. month maybe. It felt like two months. There's a Gabble, long Gabble's time just there. like Gabble's like, yeah. no, there's no way I was letting you yeah. hang around for two months single. I, I think exactly. I first ever saw Gab in November, and then I started working there uh December, and then we only started dating in January, something like this. Yeah. But so, anyway, who, who I had a huge crush. Yeah, I think we started in January for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was just after my birthday. And um I still had a massive crush, but was not doing anything about it. And frankly, Gabber didn't really do anything about it either. Neither of us really made a move. And uh my friends actually well, we, said we were we were like looking at each other all the time and yeah, I mean like there was really a solid flirtation. You were enjoying you were enjoying the lead up. The well, attention. Yeah. yeah so like yeah. I, you know I will also hasten to add on Gabble's behalf that like how long had you been in London at that point Gabble? I think that point like uh two years two years yeah yeah I went like yeah two years yeah. before I moved yeah but so... you know but you were also you have a pretty big Hungarian community in London so oh, yeah it's not yeah. like jumping into a relationship with an English-speaking Canadian is like an easy yeah, it's just An different accent as well. What you used to nothing yeah. like not English, English, but English American. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it was a bit, uh, a bit, bit. Was it harder to no, understand? I I understand her pretty well. It's just you know sometimes when you you I had a crush on her, so it's also you know it's harder to speak with someone yeah. like uh, in your mother language. Also, if you have a crush on her, you don't want to sound stupid or whatever. Yeah. So it's like yeah. Uh, sometimes I was like, okay, what do I want to say? You know, how do I want to say? I was like, yeah. that. I had no excuse. It was like, yeah, it's like, English. it's so hard to talk to someone that you're like madly. <laughs> I was madly like infatuated back with. To, yeah, I was like reverting back to 15 year old me. Like, I think I was pretty courageous with boys at that point. But for whatever reason, something about Gabor made me really weird and nervous, like an awkward. And I, I, I feel like I had the moment that, um Hugh Grant has in love actually was like get your shit together like you know like talking to himself I ha I had one of those moments where I was like if you have such a crush on him like do something about it or it's never gonna go anywhere like London's a big city like we're all gonna be yeah. someone and so I just finally said to one of our mutual friends Barry yeah um and I said you know do you think he has a girlfriend like is this like is this a thing He's like, I'm just going to find out for you. And he left the room and went down the hall and met up with Gab. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm mortified. You're yeah. going to actually talk to him about me. So he, he asked me and I'm, do you like that girl? And I'm like, yeah, of course. No, first he said, yeah, do you want to go on a date with the girl yeah. in the kitchen? And I didn't know which girl because there were more girls, right? So... Me and one other angry Bulgarian woman. Angry <laughs> Hopefully not like, the other. Point. Yeah, she was she was nice in then, but she was very grumpy. All I, the yeah, time. now we now we're friends there. But and also, I grumpy. wanted to tell as well, like it was hard to chat uh, with Gabriela because it was always so many people around us, mm -hmm. you know. So in the kitchen, yeah. like 10, 15 people all the time. My side, three, four people all the time. Yeah. So it's not just like yeah. you go there. Do you, you know? It's a bit yeah. uh, made it difficult. And after when you go for breaks and you meet with someone, there is another 20 people eating yeah. next to you and talking. And also you're not really allowed to. So it's yeah. kind of like, eh, it's like, Ooh. it's more exciting. I know. Added sex, but it also like makes it like, don't want to get fired from this awesome hotel. Like HR had like a lot of power there and it would be like, I don't want to just make this an issue for yeah. So anyway, so. yeah. So anyway, very asked, uh, if I like that girl and I thought she's he's talking about uh, the Bulgarian uh, angry one. Margot. I'm like, I don't think so. Thanks. You know, I don't, I'm not interested. But well, I, you said what he said that you said was which one? Well, after. Yeah. First. And, first and, I'm like, and he goes, you know, the little French looking one, which I guess that's the way to describe me. I don't know. And, um, and he's I like, asked, oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which one? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. So Barry beelines back to the kitchen. He's like, he's going to go for a drink with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, again, 15 year old girl, like my face lost all its color. And I was like, I can't wait to go home. Like, I'm so I can't, I can't even look at him. And so I go home, tell my roommates again and was like, oh my gosh, he knows now how am I going to handle this? And lo and behold, so she became more, even more awkward than before. Even so. more awkward. <laughs> so you can imagine, I'm already awkward when I love someone, like just in general, I'm like awkward. Um, but <laughs> like, 
<laughs> if I don't know you, then. So the next um, day I meet with her and it's just her. Like it's never happened. Someone always. Yeah, around. like what's the chances? And she's just like changing. You like, probably knew when I was working that day or something. How were you there at the exact just, same time? And I'm like, oh, okay. Anyway, so. at the uniform room, Gabor's standing there with his arm leaning on the wall, like, hello. And Ooh. I'm like, damn it, he knows. And 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 he's like, how how are you doing? And I was like, I'm gonna. Is it busy in there? Okay, yeah, bye. Like that's how I was. And I just ran off. And I was like, that was when I had the Hugh Grant moment. I was like, get your shit together. If you don't, make a move. This is totally gonna implode. So I waited till like the chit printed out. So like I could ask her phone number there, but she was just I just so scared. I ran away. Yeah. So it goes. I print out this receipt. I write my name on it. Well, obviously, I think you I probably know knew you already, know. but I wrote my name. I wrote my number. And then every morning, I'd always ask him, who was working in front of house in the same restaurant, um, for sparkling water uh, for tempura batter. So I always had that interaction. So I knew that that was the moment. So I said, can I have some sparkling water? And as he passed me the sparkling water, I passed him my number and the rest is history oh my god <laughs> guys so smooth. Yeah. so so smooth so you finally started dating yeah and hopefully gabby calmed the fuck down <laughs> yeah she calmed down and uh i remember the first date she was wearing really cool clothes you know leather jacket and stuff i only saw her with chef pants and baggy chef pants and stuff like that <laughs> so she was wearing uh really pretty clothes and smelled really it didn't smell like onions she didn't smell like garlic <laughs> it's, a, like... it's a low bar if you show up to the date not in chef whites and yeah. not smelling yeah. of garlic yeah. you're impressive all like yeah she looked very pretty hat. very pretty and uh really nice and nice smell yeah, so, yeah it was we went uh, for a glass of Could you reckon that you knew uh, it was me walking towards well, you at yeah, the I, station I, we yeah. met in charing cross station um, that was still to the States, my favorite area, like the mm. Embankment area. And um, I had a friend of a friend from when I lived and worked in Vancouver that I just moved to, to London and showed me Gordon's Wine Bar. And so that was like one of the only places I knew because <laughs> I just moved a couple months ago. And so I was like, this is the place. Like, this really is where cool I should wine. show him. Yeah. But I knew nothing at all about wine at all. And so I didn't know really what I was walking into other than it was just like a cave of romance. And so I, I was talking nonstop walking down that street from Charing Cross to the restaurant or to the wine bar. Yeah. And I think one of the awkward things I said was like, oh, there's a restaurant I know. This is called Lupita. It's a Mexican place. I used to have, I like, I like this, this um, quesadilla that has cactus in it. Do you like cactus? And Gab's like, I was like, do you know what cactus is? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to explain what a cactus is. <laughs> so I make my arms like, you know, like a, like a wrestler. And I'm like, a cactus is shaped like this. <laughs> and it's picky. And, and, and you eat it in some, some cultures, uh, style food or whatever. Anyway, Lo and behold, Gabor explains to me, actually, down the line, not lo and behold, I should say down the line, he explains to me that cactus is one of the only words that is both the same in English as it is in Hungarian. Yeah, he think, just wanted to see how I would explain it to him. I think in every, every language, <laughs> cactus, like, it's probably like 70% people call cactus cactus. <laughs> Isn't it the same in German? Would cactus be the same in German? Kind of. of course, German, no, no, not German. Okay. German would be something really aggressive. It would be very aggressive. No, I have absolutely no idea what a cactus is in German, but I'm <laughs> just absolutely cackling at the idea of Gabor allowing your very nervous 22-year-old Gabby to explain through oh charades what a cactus that is. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. I'm going to just turn on my light, um, but tell me more about the... Well, no, because I want to leave some of your private life private. But like, I feel like when we get into relationships where there is a, you know, a language barrier and a cultural barrier, that like, there is just more to work through. So yeah. like, how was your experience with that in the early years? Yeah, yeah. I answer that one. Um, 
I think uh, like the, how the communication dating? communication went really well in texts, you know, instead of calling each other. Yeah. So I had I had more time to think about it, what I want to say, and you know, a bit that made it easier. And after, because we talk so much in text, that's also helped me learn English much quicker. And after, of course, we were talking only English when we when we are together so that's uh, also helped me I wasn't too too bad like I could understand almost everything mm. but as I said like more like how you put uh, together sentence like mm. what, what you want to say and uh, how, how do you say it and you know yeah uh, past present you know all this uh, grammar. Yeah, yeah grammar and stuff so it's it's helped me a lot uh, with the texting because I also learned how to write uh, basically those words yeah yeah I, I, so, sometimes I mean it depends on the person but sometimes the writing comes before this for me yeah uh, for me the writing was uh was really really helpful yeah and I, honestly bit by bit the more we dated the more I would see that your English would improve too yeah mm-hmm. because Gabor has really really close friends in uh, that speak Hungarian that are Hungarian that speak Hungarian consistently to him in London and at the time he was watching Hungarian TV yeah he was with his Hungarian mm-hmm. friends and the only time I think you would probably speak English was at the Kona Hotel because all of our friends were from different countries. Like they yeah. were from Spain or Spain, they were English Romania, or yeah. Romanian yeah, or from all around, Thai yeah. or, you know, like where wherever. And, and so Italian. we were all practicing, I guess. I was yeah. practicing my British slang for sure. <laughs> British slang. <laughs> and British is just a completely different language. I have Yes, but other than that, I could uh, probably say things which doesn't make sense and she was just laughing a bit you know so it's also brought us together a bit closer yeah, that's I, guess. Cute. I can yeah. share some of those if you want but they're yeah know, podcast so. yeah you can you can <laughs> no, no one time I asked Gabor something um and he said I, I asked him if he wanted to do something I can't remember what it was and maybe it was about meeting my family when they came to London or something and he said, oh, I'm a bit shiny about that. <laughs> and I said, shiny. <laughs> and he said, you know, uh, you know, when, when you're scary about something. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're scared. He's like, oh, shy, when you're feeling shy. <laughs> I was feeling, shiny and scary. Guys. I was feeling shiny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> silly shiny. Anyways, I didn't want to correct him because that was just too cute. That's Sometimes so cute. I was helpful and practicing. Other times I would just let you do that because I just yeah. loved however you spoke to me. Yeah, so. that's so cute. That's so so cute. Yeah, I think sometimes it can be just like really beautiful, and you're kind of like stumbling around a little bit through it, and there's a lot of like really affectionate, funny moments, and then it's lucky that it doesn't seem like you had too many moments where it's like actually you just said something that like you know in all of my very nuanced linguistic understanding I've interpreted completely the opposite Mm. to like how you meant it so like it's an example for me and Flo so like obviously Flo and I have a very similar situation where like Flo is German and I'm English and we don't have this kind of common mother tongue when we were first together way back when um when we met in France and I would be um like explaining something like painful or just sharing something that was upsetting me and he yeah. would <laughs> he would just like stroke my arm and be like poor you poor you <laughs> and like you can like I, I don't know if that would be like the same for you but in my mind that felt so like <laughs> like I even, like sarcastic like it's yeah, it's like, oh, translation. You. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, would, you, would, you would say in English, yeah. Yes. But, but he actually meant to come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That exactly. still happens sometimes in yeah. a relationship where we'll say yeah. something and he may perceive it as insulting, or I may yeah. be perceiving what you're saying as insulting, but it's the translation yeah. that doesn't quite work. Like if yeah. you directly translate it in, in your own language, it's not. Yeah. But in that, it's like, yeah that's a nice way of putting it or whatever yeah I don't know if you've had the same of like needing to because at first I was just completely unconscious of that being a thing because I just completely overestimated how perfect Flo's English could be yes yeah and I really actually need to often take a moment to like check my reaction and just be like actually is that what you just meant to say 
yeah. check in with him. I don't know if that's something that you Yeah, honestly, <laughs> Gab and I have been together uh, 12 years now or going on 12 years, I guess. Um, and uh, I still, like, I still, I, we were even just talking about that yesterday. Like, I have to remind myself because his English is so good. I forget that that it's not his mother tongue. Like, sometimes it's just like that, that like, you forget that there's yeah. that divide maybe in the early days there are moments where you notice that more and then the more comfortable you are then you do yeah. forget that sometimes or sometimes you forget that you're from different worlds or different backgrounds yeah. you know it's so yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's yeah it's a challenging one to stay mindful of like because I think also you know obviously Gab Gabby and I have the privilege in our in our respective relationships that we are the English speaker in the you know relationship is in English and it's like it's a huge amount of mental labor that you Gabor and Flo are respectively having to do and I think especially if you're in kind of emotionally strenuous moments like you're having an argument or like something really upsetting has happened or even actually you're really excited it can become so much harder to express yourself yeah do you find that Gab? yeah 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 because I know for myself like I I'm bilingual with French I if I'm upset like if I'm speaking to my friend Sophia Lynn, if I'm upset I'm gonna revert to English because I have a really hard time finding the world with, with emotions getting yeah. that yeah. Out without my mother language so that's the hard, yeah. that's one of the hardest parts I think yeah completely so yeah just just recognizing and like um let's say uh yeah just recognizing the work that goes into that you know, yeah flow and for you yeah. Gabor and yeah and for cultures like uh, difference, you know, she loves the Hungary and stuff. She loved to visit oh, I Budapest and the it. food. You know, yeah. it's totally different than yeah. in England. So she just loved the food. I am, I will say, and I mean, you can tell me how this makes you feel, but I feel like I, as soon as I knew I was, uh, even just a girlfriend to Hungarian, I was like, I'm like, like I'm gonna soak up everything about your culture, and I just yeah. want, I just want to know everything. So she was very interested in, uh, in that, and also like, you know, in Hungary, if you go to the grandma, your grandmother, like, you, she just like, you just get food and food and food. Like, <laughs> they, I don't know why it's just culturally. Uh, your grandmother just want to overfeed you all the time I mean and mothers too I think yeah it's, yeah and uh so she couldn't leave the table you have to try this you have to eat that you have so that was new probably which because... is the best day ever for me <laughs> <laughs> I was like it's like you chose the right wife in that they, respect so. they don't really do that in Canada I would say like well, you know they would they would serve you a plate and yeah and you would finish and they take the plate away and you're done yeah. basically because that's the normal dinner right yeah but in Hungary they would like, have some more have this try this have it, because it's a love language yeah. um and they want, you, they want to prevent you from starving during the cold <laughs> winter <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And, and also it's just like this yeah it's like uh and she loves food so that's what I'm trying to say so she was yeah. like oh, be like oh okay that's good you know yeah, yeah give me some of these let me try that so yeah and Gabriel's family was like always really welcoming to me like I I remember his grandmother couldn't I mean like a lot of his family still can't speak English to me but I remember his grandmothers both were really really welcoming to me but um his grandmother on his dad's side just said like one of the first things she ever said to me at the top of the stairs when I was walking into her place was I'm your grandmother oh. and we were just dating you know like I'm your grandmother like you're you're meeting your grandmother for the first time kind of thing and I was so like funny. that's so sweet I think my I think Bama was really like open to you as well yeah and you know but Hungary is not a country where so many people visit like in England let's say and you you know you take home a German guy and that's normal yeah you have so many German guys so it's like what a Canadian I mean I'm, I don't even think yeah. anybody met with a Canadian you know in my country like in especially village. not my grandma for yeah. sure you know my uh my godfather my mom they never met with a Canadian so it's kind of interesting for them too and they have questions and you know so it, yeah. uh, it was, it was and uh, Gab did say that his friends thought I was exotic yeah. I mean <laughs> I do find you very exotic Abby I have to say <laughs> yeah she's different oh yeah, yeah. than uh, what we used to yeah special yeah so how long were you guys dating before Gabby you had to go back to Canada so Gab and I were in a relationship for just under two years because I met him, you know, only a couple months into my visa. And I only had a two-year youth mobility visa. 
that you can only use under the age of 30 and it's two years and then you're out like you're you're back home kind of thing yeah and I honestly felt like I was already connected to London but of course my connection to Gabor was like top top and I I felt I remember mourning it like two months prior remember I'd wake up every morning and I was like kind of crying a little bit I would just like be so sad that my time there that had such a big impact on my life was coming to an end. Yeah. And Gab and I had made such a strong connection that we did say we're going to stay together. Like no matter what, um, we're going to make it work. But I think, I mean, you can speak for how you went through that. I think when I first came back to Canada, maybe the first two weeks, I was like, sh- like, should this, like, this is going to be really hard. Like now I'm really geographically far away yeah. from him. Like, should I be like, should I cut ties? It'd be easier to do it now than like, but mm-hmm. at least for me, it was like, I, I moved to Montreal, which is a wonderful city. And I was just like, I hate you, Montreal, because <laughs> I just wanted to be yeah. with dad. And it was like, yeah. everywhere I worked was boring. Every night, I didn't, I didn't even want to make, I didn't even want to create a new life because my life felt so much like it was still in London. Yeah. And uh, so we would talk every single day, not just through text. I think we would mostly fall asleep on zoom with each other like it was just part of my life it felt like it was still very very part of my life so what was your take there well i missed her i didn't even think about to cut ties be honest it's uh, it's funny to learn after a couple of years you were thinking (laughs) no just the first two weeks i was like this is going to be painful yeah doing you know it was more like that it's like hey let's look at other boys so yeah we were thinking what we can do you know and uh how we can uh like i tried to apply for visa i didn't get it yeah we tried so many different things i mean i think uh, when i met gabor and i you know even a couple of months in i knew that i would want to marry him regardless like that was like on the radar but you know i i think that we tried every other element to kind of make sure that when we did get married was like when we wanted to get married kind of thing. And then yeah. that was the last resort. Yeah. It's kind of weird to say it like last resort because it's no, not I get it. Thing, but... You don't, you don't want to have to make that decision. Just not just, yeah, like, just... you don't want to make that decision out of yeah. anything other than just like, I just or take your this. time, take your time yeah. with it. Like, um, yeah. So we tried like, Gab still worked at the Kona Hotel and one of my really good friends, and I think you've met her, Linda, she was there and she said, just keeping you updated, Gabor looks miserable. <laughs> not, that we're, not that we're happy that he's miserable, but it's cute now because it's been so yeah. long and now it's that we're long, yeah. He was just like Eeyore, I think, working there after I yeah. left because it was still in the in the space of where we were together and where we had met. Yeah, but I had already moved so far away and then you lived with your friends for a while and that was nice but then we were like okay well there's got to be a way that we can find uh the quickest visa like a sponsorship visa because we had only been together under two years yeah. and living together only one year so he tried to work for Hilton we're like if you get in a big hotel chain mm. maybe they'll transfer you but it turns out you'd have to be there something like five plus years before they would think about transferring you internationally they have to pay some fee and whatever it's not worth it for them whatever something so he ended up working at hilton in cobham surrey with only one friend out there yeah that's the worst isolated and missing me saddest time i think wasn't it was wasn't too great Yeah. yeah But he did that for love. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. The things we do, the things we do for love, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually, I think both of us, I don't remember the exact conversation. Maybe it was several conversations. Yeah. Where we were where we were just like, maybe we should just get married. Like maybe yeah. like it was like rather than it being a formal proposal, it was like yeah. like let's talk logistics. We just decided let's uh let's get married. Yeah. yeah. And I think there was a long time where Gab was like okay, maybe I'll come visit you this date and this date. And then we're just like, why don't you just come visit me and we'll get married while you're here. I want you to meet all of my family for sure. He had met like my immediate family, but I want you to meet my extended family and then give us, you know, their blessing. And and then let's do it. If I like her family, you know? Yeah, I could always jump in. That is important. That is important. (laughs) And um, yeah, and and then we, we decided to, 
I mean, I guess nowadays they call it more of an elopement, but it wasn't really because there was, you know, my immediate family did go and it was eight people, but we got married in an apple orchard. I planned everything remotely from Montreal and we got married in my hometown of just outside of Fredericton, New Brunswick. And um, yeah, beautiful sunny day. And then we moved back to London. Yeah. How How long were you apart without seeing each other? Nine months. Oh my gosh. I, I've never done more than like a month apart yeah. from flow. I don't know how you guys cope. Yeah, it's a, it's a long time. Honestly, it was so hard. Like we watched movies together. We would watch, yeah, movies. Like, we would uh, watch Game of Thrones episodes. Like we would... not Zoom, but Skype, I think. Skype, but, uh, yeah, before yeah. Zoom existed. Yeah, and yeah then... we would fall asleep together, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. We tried to have date nights. Eat yeah. together. Yeah, but so hard to feel like you're not really existing, like in either place, that like you're not where the other one is, and you're not really where yeah, you are. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. We would send know. each other cards and packages, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just like such a testament to like how strong your bond is, you know, that yeah. you that you manage that. And I think often when I think about you guys, so there's a kind of concept in the more spiritual realms of like the idea of multiple lives and how kind of souls search and find each other and there's this like concept called the twin flame which is basically mm. the like the ultimate soulmate so we have like lots of soulmates the, the theory is I'm not saying that this is yeah. the truth, but the theory is you have like lots of soulmates often like really close friends are your soulmates but like your twin flame is that like one soul that you're always always kind of coming towards mm-hmm. each other in all of your lives and often that's categorized by challenge through kind of like geographical distancing and this kind of like mm. instant attraction but then like having to overcome that having to overcome that distance um yeah in my in my mind my heart that always kind of strikes me I like that yeah. for you guys um that I'm must have been that. yeah that must have been so beautiful when you came back home to London together as a married oh couple oh my god euphoric is the only way to describe it I think seeing Gab's friends again and his brother and being back in my favorite city and being together yeah at last yeah euphoric how long did we stay after in London and we stayed another uh eight years oh wow yeah Yeah. and then in the middle of that when we met I eventually left for Germany and I'm going to kind of gloss over your you know, wonderful time in London because I know that you had an amazing time and very vibrant careers, but we obviously don't have time for (laughs) delving into all of that. And I really want to talk about um, the genesis now of Gourmet Gab. So 2020, beginning of 2020, you moved. Is that right? Yeah. So I moved. So Gab and I made a really smart decision in hindsight where he, we were making this big move over to Canada and it was like, okay, you know, Gab's really close to his brother. I wanted him to have a lot of time with him before moving. And so I said, why don't you take an extra month and stay with your brother so you can feel like you get lots and lots of one-on-one time, tie up certain things, work another month so you can make extra cash for us. And then you join me in Canada. Meanwhile, in Canada, I'll like get our health cards. I'll get your, yeah. like, I'll get all the things in order. Yeah that it'll be easy as soon as you're here and we can start working and yeah. make our together. On one hand, that was great because I did get everything together and Gab got that time with his brother, but um, it meant that I had a month of normality here in Canada. I moved here beginning of February and then Gabor arrived one week before borders closed. But I can imagine it must have been quite um, quite challenging knowing that you wanted to start this business because you already had the vision for your catering co- for your fine dining catering company or is that no not so even like, thinking uh, to do something uh, giving experiences on uh, airbnb actually first okay so let's see okay, airbnb yeah. someone's uh, i saw on airbnb one day like someone's doing like ghost walks and you know giving mm-hmm. experiences on airbnb so i'm like we should do something food related for on airbnb but we never did so it was just a plan and after we did a party for uh one of our friends yeah, it was a family friend yeah. whose partner was celebrating their 40th birthday and uh, they wanted to like to mark the special occasion. But restaurants at the time had like maximum of, I think, five or six people at a table and they wanted more. And um, it was kind of within restrictions. Anyways, they said, well, we know a chef in sommelier and um, 
let's just contact them. And I was like, let me look at my extremely busy schedule, which had like <laughs> new Ozark starting on Tuesday. Like, that's it. Like I <laughs> nothing and like yoga at home on this day. That's it. And, um, so I booked them in and we went there and we, we will, we spent, I think I spent about three days or so prepping for the event. And I had done this questionnaire and I got really into it and Gab was getting excited and researching some wines and, um, at the time he worked at a liquor store, so he made good connections for picking up the, the wines and, and knowing about which ones were available in, in Nova Scotia. And, and we went there and it was such a high. We felt, I think we had both missed the industry. like the Yeah, sure. Industry. So it was like a high for me to be back in my chef whites and doing this, but also get to kind of combine two of my loves, one being teaching and one being fine dining cuisine and create a baby together yeah that way um and make it really interactive so at the end of that night we came home I remember we were sitting in the, our basement probably having a glass of wine we're like oh my god that was so much fun yeah, yeah. should we like do something about this because everyone at the table at the end sat us down was like this needs to be your business like this isn't this cannot be just for us this has to be for everyone um and from that one dining experience we had one booking and then after that another booking and then, yeah. you know, and then yeah. we had a business before we even knew we had after a business. we just opened the business you know like made a website like yeah gab made do, a good website do, for do us. all the paperwork you i know. bought a business cards yeah you know we got the few things that we knew that we would need but we didn't really know what we were doing and like, now we have so many other things like now it's so many different classes, a lot you know, more moving parts. like equipment and yeah equipment staff on call you know yeah. scheduling a lot of add-ons for our clients like you know we we decorate the table now we do printed menus now we do we travel outside of uh, H, uh halifax regional municipalities we go across the province we go across the country like things have really boomed since then but yeah. it really started as this kind of hush hush one event a month yeah kind of thing and oh. now yeah I, I remember when we used to do one one and i had to work you know next to it but uh after we started to do at least two a week or whatever i i, I just uh stopped working and just focused and we knew the restrictions were kind of not going to happen anymore then yeah. we were like okay, yeah more but gab was really smart and he like was really bored two months into the pandemic and was like i'm going to work at a liquor store and that was the smartest thing you could do because we had no other income and uh this was, was a way that boring could, at home it was boring at home yeah. you yeah. can learn about what was available in Canada, you were still working in a branch off of what you do for a living. I mean, a downgrade, let's be honest, from some yeah, yeah. of a fancy wine. Yeah, bar. I used to sell uh, like bottles for 3,000 pounds yeah. a bottle. And uh, after I went in the liquor store and they asking for box wine for 15 bucks. Mm. So mm. <laughs> it was a big difference. What's your favorite box wine? Gab would just I like, didn't even know there is box wine uh, in the world. <laughs> It's like I don't know what that means. Yeah. I work with I work with glass and cork, not box and plastic. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So, so I I would love to touch on the dynamic of working in you know very close proximity with you know you're managing a lot of different moving parts as you said. There's staff. There's events. There's a lot of different clients, and you're also married. So running a business together, running the events together and being married. How have you managed that transition? Because of course, when you were working as a chef and a sommelier, I can imagine that there would have been times with, you know, different shifts that you were a bit like ships passing in the night. Yeah. yeah. And now it's yeah. completely different. Yeah. I mean, we, we spend so you, you much, first we spend it, so much time together. And uh, sometimes she just switched to a chef instead of my wife. So that was a bit harder to ask uh, first to deal with, you know. Sure. So she's she's also <laughs> like one of my uh, I don't know how do you say like staff member, you know, or and and I'm staff yeah. member for her, so it's a different dynamic. Yeah. So uh, I had to learn that, you know, when I don't know, she gets a bit more like behind or whatever, whatever. Like me too, you get a bit upset, you know. You don't. Uh, talk like in your love language i would say yeah that's yeah. a way to put it yeah yeah well you just get more direct it's like yeah. uh 
it's a very so you have to learn how to deal with that of course and after you come home and everything goes back to normal and you, you mm. you're my wife and I'm your husband but, do you uh, have do you have any things that you do you know keeping it outside of the bedroom for the children listening no one no children are listening um yeah. I really hope that no children are listening um <laughs> but are there any things that you do after an event or you know anything that you've been doing together like a wine tasting that you are there any things you do to help switch or are, are there any things that you've noticed help you switch mode from like from back bosses into husband and wife I I uh I definitely think really it's super important no matter what you do for a living or whatever relationship you're in to like continue dating so I always say like we need to plan a date like if we're just too businessy in a mm-hmm. week or a couple of weeks it's like okay we really need a night out where we get all dolled up and we don't talk about our work and yeah. we just enjoy what we're giving to the public ourselves yeah. and yeah uh it be just and and just switch off I, for me I, I would say that's like the number one thing um but there's two kind of factors one is like that we work together and that some yeah and that so that we're we're our brain is on work mode often together because of that two is working sometimes from home so we you know right now we're in our office so we're both yeah. doing a, a fair amount of paperwork outside of the events sometimes it's just about leaving the house yeah you know Changing. just like we need to go on a so we do a lot of getaways yeah, just, uh, switch off a bit you know like one night here airbnb or yeah. like explore the province do that that really helps we us like we like to, like to do that yeah like airbnbs you know going different places fireplace just get out of the space that yeah. we work in you know and yeah. just yeah us. yeah um, don't think about work that much you know and yeah, yeah. And we just say to each other like let's not talk about it but it's also interesting because so, like as much as we don't we can get to a point where we don't like talking about it there's there's also so many exciting things to talk about within it yeah, yeah. you know so it's it, it's about just creating that boundary where it's like I know this is exciting but let's just yeah switch our- yeah let's yeah. talk about it tomorrow but we both support each other in that and um I've got to say for me like my most like the most exciting thing is well one there's nobody that would pair better with me even at work than gab because there have been shifts there was like the odd couple of shifts where gab was feeling uh poorly last year and i was like oh my god where's gab and there are moments where it's like our staff is taking the food out and i'm like where's gab gab needs to be here to like make sure this goes smoothly yeah she she cannot work without no i i I realized that it's he he his work ethic is really where at the same level as mine but in a different world right like a different side of, of things I don't know if you yep. feel the same about me, but yes. I, I feel like no one else would really. I wouldn't work with any other chef. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys. You guys bring me so much joy. So, um, appreciation <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah so I try to switch up also, you know, like everybody else. I've come home from work. Sometimes we just want to watch a on show On Saturday, together. maybe we have a glass of wine and just put the show on. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we just like, we're just tired of talking even. So we just yeah. want to like go do the same thing, which is like, watch our favorite show and have a glass of wine and eat together and yeah you know um, such a such an important thing as you continue to grow because your business is booming so much and I think Gabby and I talked about this a little bit on a on a call that we had recently it was just like remembering to keep celebrating all the wins that you're having yeah um you know kind of yeah you know in the beginning we used to celebrate like every party but now you get so used to it yeah don't even, you don't have to be more conscious you, you have to actually yeah, be intentional even, rather you don't even yeah. say anything i used to i remember we used to high five after every party we finished and, <laughs> and stuff yeah. like the small yeah. things you know yeah and now yeah. we just like okay what's tomorrow Done. we should bring the high five back yeah though. okay yeah, yeah okay a little intention from the podcast today bring the high five back yeah, I think yeah. Like high five. a high five and a booty bump or something yeah <laughs> or a kiss yeah kiss is allowed as well as long as it's yeah. not you know too on pg and compliance <laughs> um, but i think it's just like it's so beautiful that you because you're both such kind of warm and like people oriented people i think it's so beautiful that like what you've ended up creating together is also facilitating people's ability to connect and celebrate yes. so it feels so yeah it just feels so 
adapt because you're going to have such a better connection, such a deeper connection with the people that you're feeding yes. and, you know, educating than you would have yeah. in a restaurant. And so it's just so much more intimate. Everything is more intimate about it. Like I, like some of our clients, like we know their parents, we know their siblings, we know their best friends, we know his best friends, we know her best friends, we know, you know, so we, we get to, even like not just them but like it's like we feel like we understand them more we know like well yeah that's the best part probably of what we do it's uh meeting with interesting people making yeah. friends sometimes yeah. or making good work connections or or just yeah having good conversation like some yeah. people are just like major winos or major foodies and we actually like enjoy it's like it's work but we're like yeah i get to see this person like we're celebrating the fact that we get to see them which that's is cool so beautiful yeah yeah I'm sad that Canada has stolen you guys from the Europe area but I'm also absolutely yeah. delighted that you're thriving so much um so do we have five minutes Gab Ball? oh yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. You have I, I have to leave at 15 yeah in five minutes perfect five minutes, yeah. so I have two final questions for you first question is what's next for the gourmet Gab team any big exciting plans that you can reveal yeah so um, um i want to grow we have a wine club as well with members what we do um monthly taste at uh, buy monthly tastings and uh, wine packages uh pickup for pickups i want to do basically it's like a membership only monthly subscription mm-hmm. so i want to do it a bit for for a bit more people like probably like 100 people nice and uh open uh also in the next two three years like a cool wine bar in uh, in halifax that would be so cool yeah yeah i feel like that would be so cool to have your own wine cave where like uh, where we met in the first date with gabia yes yeah and i would consult in food yeah so we're gonna have like nice uh obviously tapas tapas sharing dishes you know and a good selection of wine and uh, lots of candles, something oh, nice. I can't wait to visit. I need to take flip yeah. right there. I need to flip take. Yeah, you can right be there. there for the launch of that. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, um, yeah. that sounds amazing. That sounds absolutely amazing. And, you know, keep uh, keep carrying on with the gourmet gab. Maybe uh, train some more people who can mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. more and more yeah. people that can jump in for different things. Yeah, and, yeah. totally. Make it a bit easier for us. I, for me, I really, I'm like, from January, I'm putting my head down and I'm actually looking at the steps to create a cookbook. Like Yay! I really, really yeah. want to write a cookbook. So I just need yes. a, I'm a determined person, but I've been lazy into looking into this. I'm actually going to actively look into the steps and who I need to be connected with and make it work. So amazing. Yeah. So and maybe YouTube channel you should start. Yeah. yeah I've had YouTube. a lot of people that want me to YouTube it up too. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. You'd be so good at that. You'd be so, so good at that. Oh my gosh. Celebrating all of those things. Um, very yeah. excited for all of those things. Okay. So my final question. Yeah. Gabby, if you were a single dish of food, what would you be? And then the follow-up question that Gabor could think about while you're describing this dish is what would be the wine to pair with it? Mm-hmm. Okay. If I was a single dish of food, oof, that's going to depend on my mood any any day. But uh, let's say Pretty today, what food uh, am I? <laughs> I am. She's delicious. I'm a piece of seared foie gras. Oh. With um with uh some like roasted roasted cherries and grapes mm. and like a little uh little sauternes jelly or gel on the side and like a really good toasted piece of brioche mm. 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 that's very sweet fork and knife yes that's yeah that's really like sweet and silky and indulgent yeah that's, that's what, what I'm you're feeling, feeling moving right into this moving into this autumnal weather yeah, I felt like it just felt like what I would want to eat yeah, right now. I would pair mm. her from the Rhone with uh, some nice parfumy, full-bodied Viognier, probably. Mm. With sweet notes and uh, 
something interesting. Something interesting with sweet like notes. A yeah. Especially that would go so well with, uh, with you. I thought you were going to say Tokai a little bit. No, Tokai is a bit too sweet for, for That's that. That's already too sweet, yeah. Yeah, but Bionier would be perfect. Light, floral, really interesting and would go really well. Like like the perfect pairing, I would say. That's the perfect pairing probably for yeah. what you just described. <laughs> I have to you say, think- when you when you guys get into talking about food and wine... It gets me going a little bit. Not gonna lie. A little sexual. <laughs> 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 no, I, I feel that at the table. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, final minute of that podcast. Got pretty yummy. This tablecloth. <laughs> All right, it is exactly quarter past, and I'm aware that Gabor needs to leave. And I want to thank you both so so much for sharing your time, for sharing your story, for sharing your love. I love you both so much, obviously, and I'm super excited to share this with the world and to just continue to follow your amazing journey. Thank you so so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And we love you so so much. Yeah, and we love to talk to you. So yeah, yeah. Any subject you throw it my way, and we yeah. can gab about it. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much for spending your time listening to this episode of Heal with Sarah Olivia. I appreciate every moment that you spend with us here. If you would like to connect with me further, you can follow me on Instagram, Heal with Sarah Olivia, or on my website, HealWithSarahOlivia.com all very straightforward. You can find all of the links to my work and our guest's work in the show notes below. If you'd like to support this podcast and my work, I would be so grateful if you would follow this podcast, rate it on whichever platform you use, and you can also tag me when you share this on your social media, and you will be in with a chance of winning a tailored one-on-one breath journey with me. Finally, the beautiful music that you have heard is by my friend Ali Reza Abdullahi. So thank you so much to him for that beautiful piece of work. Have a lovely day. Sending you so much love.